Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. Manufacturers have long known China to be a leader in their industry, but now the world is recognizing China as a business center for companies, market traders, education, and artists. It's no wonder that the economy has grown to be the world's second largest. In our program, you'll learn from the thought leaders and professionals who have lived in both the U.S. and China and continue to do business there. Now, here is your host, Michelle Zhou. Welcome, everyone. It's so great having you here today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou, and I'm your host, Michelle. I'm the founder and the CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help American and Chinese organizations learn from each other, bridge their needs, and grow their businesses internationally. You can contact me at our company website, ptcgconsulting.com. Make sure to click on the links in my show link or email me at michelle.zou at ptcgconsulting.com. And as always, I welcome you to connect me on LinkedIn. Today, we have a wonderful guest, Alison Clark, with me on this show. Alison is the Managing Director of Business Development in the Office of Economic Development and Competitiveness at the Washington State Department of Commerce. We are going to talk about Washington State's collaboration with China. Welcome to the show, Alison. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here today. Uh, you and I met uh, in the Washington State-China Relations Council, and we are both the board members here. Yeah. So I met you from time to time in those activities and and the board meetings. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so great today. We are meeting for a different purpose. <laughs> I know. It's great to be here. I will definitely be looking forward to listening to more of your podcasts. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So recently, you gave a speech. It's more like a seminar at the Washington State-China. Relations Council's event about China and about Washington State's collaboration, and with the emphasis on investment. I think it's wonderful. So I want to have this opportunity so you can share your knowledge, the perspective to a bigger range of audience. Terrific! That sounds、mm-hmm. great. Let's start with your self introduction. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about you besides the title? I just sure, <laughs> sure. Well, my name is Allison Clark, and as Michelle said, I'm managing director of business development here at the Washington State Department of Commerce. I've been in this role for a little under five years, and basically, we work with companies from all over the world. To help them establish some kind of a business presence here in Washington State, so I have a team of business development managers, and we work with consultants overseas who basically help us facilitate this process and really try to encourage increased investment by companies from all over the world into Washington. I've been involved with economic development for really close to the past. 15 plus years throughout the Puget Sound region. I've worked at the King County level in the executive's office under Ron Sims, and prior to that, or perhaps after that, I was working at a community college with a big emphasis business attraction for municipalities all around the airport. So I'm also very familiar with workforce development and. Being here at the state has just been a terrific opportunity because it brings together all of those experiences. But then it's it's really for the benefit of Washington State as a whole,、mm-hmm. and it's a much broader scope since we really do look quite internationally and with a huge emphasis on Asia in our work. 
Mm-hmm. Wonderful. A very long history of working with all these different parties and looking at、uh, developing the economy here. So, since our audience are worldwide audience, maybe we should paint a picture of where we are talking about. Right,、uh, Washington State、uh, is at the <coughs> northwest of USA, and、uh, it's at the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> and then, for why Washington State has a strong Connection or emphasis on Asia business、yeah. you just mentioned. Yeah, you know that's absolutely true, and I think sometimes our international colleagues get confused with Washington State. They think immediately Washington means Washington D.C., and in fact, that's not the case. We are here, the northwest corner of the United States, and. When you look at a map of the world, we're truly equidistant. That's really one of our competitive advantages: is being equidistant to both Europe and to Asia. We have direct flights in either direction. Typically, it's about ten plus hours to get、yep. to either geography, and so that is a tremendous advantage. Our ports, as well, again, where we're located, and due to the shipping lanes. Our ports are a full one day closer to Asia than any other ports in the United States, and that's just a tremendous asset. And I think ultimately that is one of the main reasons why Washington State has such a tremendous exporting and trade relationship with Asian countries, with you know China being one of our biggest trading partners.、Mm-hmm. Mm. I can tell you this: in China, a lot of people they don't know where Washington State is, but they know Seattle.、Mm. <laughs> They know Seattle from a couple of resources. One is many years ago there was a movie called Sleepless Seattle.、Right. That's people of my age know that you know how know Seattle. And then later on, there's another movie which is a Chinese movie called、um, I think the name, if I translate it, is When Beijing Meet Seattle. Yes. Yeah. I've heard about it. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. <laughs> yep. That's got a lot of younger people know about Seattle. Then most recently was in 2015 when President、uh, China's President Xi Jinping visited the U.S. The first stop was in Seattle. Yes. So that just、uh, raised the strategic、um, position of Seattle in Chinese mind. Yes, I bet. <laughs>、mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, we have direct flights. I usually go to China, go from Seattle directly fly to Beijing or Shanghai,、mm-hmm. and we also have direct flight to Shenzhen. Which is tremendous, right? And of course, there's、uh, Hong Kong and、uh, <laughs> right. Taiwan when we talk about the, the region there. Now, I'm curious about、uh, what type of collaboration our state, Washington State, has with China. Yes, well, certainly on the trade side, as I mentioned, we're one of the top exporters of any number of products from Washington.、It、could be fruits and vegetables, or hay, or Airspace or different aspects of airspace or aircraft, wine as well. Washington has the second largest wine market after California, but I always but, like to say our wines are more delicious. Our wine, yeah. By the way, I want to just tell you this: a lot of Chinese now know Washington wines because when President Obama went to China, he brought three bottles of wines. Two are from Washington. Walla walla. <laughs> he had very good taste. I think. Yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. So the food and the agricultural, these type of things,、uh, aerospace-related stuff.、Yes. What else? Lots of different types of electronics, cereals products, things like that. By、you、the know, way, yes, high tech. 
and high I tech. worked in Microsoft. <laughs> and tech. Amazon is next to your office. <laughs> This is absolutely true. Unfortunately, those are typically are fall under the category of software, right? Which falls under this general category of services. So it's very difficult to count these as you know exports and to count the numbers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But you're absolutely right. We have a tremendous amount of high tech crossover and collaborations. We have a, in fact, a major Chinese company, BGI, that's located in this building actually, and we just have a history. Our State and particularly the Washington State Department of Commerce for having any number of collaborations in China. The presidential visit that you referenced in 2015 resulted in at least three or four memorandums of understanding. Probably most notably with the Chinese Department of Mafcom Ministry of Commerce,、mm. with our Department of Commerce. That's created any number of spin-off delegations and meetings, collaborations, and. From our perspective, both on the trade and in the work that I do, business development, we typically take at least two, if not more, trips a year to China to continue these relationships and building new relationships to discuss potential investment projects. We certainly have at least five or so Chinese investment projects that we are working on in our pipeline, and of course to discuss our trading relationship on the export side to help. Washington State companies really get introduced to terrific Chinese entities as trading partners.、Mm. So, from a trading side, do you have the number to show how big it is, or these kind of things? I could share that with you, but I am not the trade expert. I can give you all the investment data,、uh, oh. but not the trade data. Uh huh. Yeah, you are on the business development、yes. side. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about the investment side,、yeah. uh, which you have all these、uh, insights. <laughs> yeah.、Uh-huh. Can you share with us?、Uh, especially, you have shared in that、uh, seminar a lot of useful information about what we are doing in Washington and China. Any of the things you can share here with、of、our audience? Of course. I think the United States is typically, you know, there are all these types of rankings, country by country rankings, where, you know. There are confidence rankings and indices that basically outline the confidence level for investors that invest into a specific country. By virtue of the fact that you know the U.S. market is so vast, it's such a consumer-driven culture.、Mm-hmm. We have a rule of law, tremendous, vast natural resources, workforce, etc. The U.S. traditionally has always been at the top of that ranking. I will say that China has risen in those rankings, and I don't know if they're number two this year. They were maybe a few years ago. They might have dropped, maybe to number three. But China too is ranked very high in terms of a, you know a destination for foreign direct investment,、uh, and that could encapsulate any types of investment from greenfield investments, companies literally coming into a place to set up a business, to financial investments like mergers and acquisitions and things like that. And so, from a Washington State perspective on investment, we're very data driven. We like to follow the data and use that to really develop comprehensive. Strategies that we think are going to give us the most benefit for the state, and we found that a lot of the data for foreign direct investment inflows into the into the state kind of mirror the foreign direct investment inflows into the U.S. as a whole.、Mm. And typically, the top ten countries are, for the most part, all European. Okay, and the only exception in that is Japan. 
And that's very similar to Washington State. And I should take that back. The other non-European country is, of course, Canada. Mm. So I was very surprised by this because I was expecting a lot more investment from other countries in Asia, particularly China, Korea. Yeah, and because we do so much trade with them, Because right? we do so much trade. And I think there's just a little, there's a bit of a difference, uh, honestly, between purchasing goods from a country versus investing into a country. And I think we're both familiar. There are different types of policies and politics that take place in China that sometimes might make that outward investment more difficult. Mm. It is sometimes very difficult. The, the money coming out, yeah, right. it's not that easy. Maybe here you can help us to understand the definition of investment into a country, right? That's the money, that's the number you are counting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So from our perspective, from the, the Washington State Commerce perspective, mm -hmm. the investment that we are really talking about is the, invest, the capital investment made by a company to have a specific operation here. So that could be a completely new development of a manufacturing site, or it could be the redevelopment of an existing building or the purchase of an existing building and any of the upgrades that are done to that building or the surrounding infrastructure. So any of those capital investments, CapEx, and those capital expenditures made on behalf of the company are what we talk about and what we count when we're looking at the types of investment coming into the state. And we're able to quantify these numbers based on our touches with companies. So we typically have a very robust pipeline of open investment projects mm -hmm. of companies that are coming into the state. As I mentioned, our major countries are Canada, UK, France, Germany, as well as Japan. And then we have a, a number of other countries within Europe, not to mention other places in the world, such as Latvia or I don't know where it is. Or Turkey, some outliers. Latvia. But our, our top numbers from where we're seeing interest from businesses to invest in the state. So that's the kind of investment that I'm referring to. And when it comes from another country, that's typically called foreign direct investment or FDI. Mm, yeah. Then that's uh, very helpful you know, for me to think about uh, what we're counting. I have a question here. I know a lot of uh, Chinese spending money here buying houses, and uh, our real estate <laughs> is really booming in the Seattle area yeah. due to you know, companies hiring, as well as some other country people buying the house here. <clears throat> so I know that uh, happens. Uh, it's not a commercial. I'm just saying the consumer buying the houses here, is mm -hmm. that uh, counting as the investment? Definitely definitely counts for the kind of investment that's documented by the federal government. And so when the federal government is counting inbound investment into the United States, it's taking into account all kinds of investment. I was just kind of highlighting from our business development perspective here at Commerce, the kind of investment that we typically are tracking and counting. But that definitely counts as a type of investment, and that would be a financial inflow into the United States or into the state. That's just not something that we track or that we're documenting in the course of our work. But that's definitely captured typically by federal sources. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Okay, then if we look at、uh, the current,、uh, you know, based on your data analysis uh, and uh, all these things you know about Washington State, and、uh, China is not on the top ten or whatever, but、uh, it's I assume it's still pretty significant. It's not as significant as you would think it is. Huh? I'm surprised. I all know. The major, I mean, the tech industry, all the major tech Chinese companies are. Here, right? That's absolutely true. We have any number of huge Chinese companies in the state already: Alibaba and Hainan Airlines, and Tencent, and AdSage, and you know AMC Theaters, which is owned by the Wanda Group, Inspur, ZTE, you name it.、Uh, oh, ZTE, yeah, the one that had trouble recently. I know. So we do. We have, <laughs> and these are all. Chinese companies that have a presence in Washington State, but you know we use a number of sources, and we were choosing to look at federal sources and the Rhodium Group, which also presented recently at the Washington China State Relations Council. A lot of states still punch below their weight when it comes to attracting FDI. And from my data, I found like when we were looking at major types of transactions that were conducted from as a part of you know Chinese entities. We're still typically far below other states.、Mm. And when I was looking at the data of Chinese investment into the U.S. as a whole, typically it, 20% of investment into the U.S. comes from all of the BRICS countries as a whole. So that's、mm-hmm. uh, Brazil, Brazil Russia, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. All of those countries as a whole only comprise 20%. Of the foreign direct investment into the United States. So, typically, when you're looking at any other types of investment and where it's coming from, the majority is coming from Canada and those major countries in Europe and Japan.、Mm. Interestingly enough, typically for Washington State, when we're again looking at the kind of presence here, again that data follows the investment data. It's all of those European countries, Canada, Japan, China is kind of probably in that next fifteen to twenty category. It、mm-hmm. has, you know, approximately sixteen to twenty known companies with a presence here in the state. So, okay, we will dig into this a little bit more after the break. China is now the second largest economy in the world. There are hundreds of opportunities for worldwide business professionals to start looking in China. From business leaders to manufacturers to artists and students, you need to discover these opportunities to grow your business and your career. Listen every week for In China with Michelle Zhou, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For business sake, you need to tune in. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting dot com. Now back to this week's program. Okay, we're back. So, Alison, before we took the break,、uh, we talked about.、Uh, you told us about、uh, the investment into Washington State from all those countries, and、uh, China is among the 15 to 20 bucket in terms of the top country investment、uh, ranking, and, and specifically the top 15 to 20 in terms of countries that have a presence here in the state. 
Ah, have a presence here in、yes. the state.、Mm-hmm. So, why would、uh, China or any other countries they want to invest in Washington State? Yeah, and that definitely is a great question, and it, it gets back to the value proposition I think for Washington State, and it's what we market all of the time. You know, first and foremost, Washington is a very unique state when you look at the kinds of legacy companies that we already have here. That. By virtue of complete, you know, happenstance, got started here. Boeing is a great example. Yeah. When Bill Boeing decided to start his company here in Washington State, it was primarily because of the timber industry back in the day. Because, oh, the timber. Because planes were made out of wood. <laughs> And as a result, we've had this tremendous growth of that industry here in the state and that Boeing presence. Similarly, it's just because Bill Gates is from Washington that Microsoft got started here. <laughs> But we also have other companies that got started here, like Starbucks or Costco or Expedia or Amazon or Amazon. I think illustrated the innovation and entrepreneurial atmosphere and ecosystem that's that's here in the state.、Mm-hmm. And I think that is attractive to companies to start here. And I think it draws new companies here. And I think it's going to continue doing so well into the future. And I think. In many ways, that's what sets Washington apart from a lot of other areas. First and foremost,、uh, you know, and then we could talk about our growth-oriented economy. We have consistently been growing, probably one of the fastest-growing economies in terms of GDP. Certainly, one of the lower unemployment growths in our un- unemployment rates in our metro areas. Uh, our airport again is probably a, one of the fastest-growing airports by usage、uh, in North America, and because of this, not only have we been able to attract companies, but we already have this existing ecosystem, and as a result, we have an incredibly trained and skilled workforce in a wide variety of industries, and I think. For any company that's newly considering having an operation in in a location, first and foremost for them is going to be the availability of a trained and skilled workforce.、Mm. And Washington has that in any number of industries that anymore have a lot of synergistic connections. Another huge benefit that Washington State has over other areas in the country is a very low cost of energy, specifically electricity and wide availability of. Water.、Mm-hmm. So, for a company that's looking at the long-term cost of doing business, one of the things and the inputs that they need to consider is, especially if it's a large-scale manufacturing operation, are the costs of energy.、Uh, because seventy-five percent of our electricity comes from hydropower, it's green. And it's sustainable, and it's amongst the cheapest in the United States. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Seventy-five、uh, percent. Yes. Wow. We're a very green state. Yes, very green state, and it's a tremendous benefit in any number of indus- industries that might be more energy intensive. I mentioned already that we're a global hub for exports, so. When companies again are thinking of setting up a kind of operation that's going to produce a good that will then in turn need to be exported, 
we have a, a really great location advantage in order to do that and to reach booming markets in Asia, not to mention other markets in the United States, just based on our infrastructure and our rail networks. And again, I mentioned our cargo and airline activities as well. And then again, I think it, it bears mentioning again, this culture of creativity and innovation and entrepreneurship that I mm. think has really been quite historic in the state. Mm. Oh, that's great. I'm pretty proud of living here. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> yeah, just a quick summary. You mentioned about our entrepreneurship, the culture for creativity and innovation here. You talked about the growing economy here, and we have a pretty good existing ecosystem. And you talked about the workforce, the trained, skilled talents easily can be found in the market. Well, it's getting more and more expensive these days. <laughs> and of course, the low cost of energy and water and our location yeah, for export. That sounds great. So with that, uh, then what are the major industries that uh, have been attracting foreign investment in Washington state? That too is a great question. And especially I would like to know more about uh, China. Of course. <laughs> what are the Chinese course. money coming here for? Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned the increase in cost, I think. Uh, I would probably say that's Seattle-centric. Um, uh, only right? the, this uh, one in this, area, the greater Seattle. In this greater Seattle, western Washington area. And I think a lot of that, has we've been a product of our success. We have a, a tremendous booming tech, information communications technology sector here in Washington. And, a, and we're a huge driver, obviously, here in Seattle for mm -hmm. that industry. When you have these major players like Amazon and Expedia and Microsoft, we have, as a result, any number of other companies that really both need to be here in order mm -hmm. to compete, but also find it a, a terrific place to be because they're able to utilize the existing tech ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So from, you know, from that perspective, we have any number of software developers, gaming companies, wearable device companies, internet of things. Anymore, we're seeing not necessarily a Seattle-centric play, but a lot of interest in blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies that are, again, are utilizing some of that cheaper energy. But our tech ecosystem is incredibly robust. Yeah, I'm from that uh, industry. I think um, many of us worked in big companies like uh, Microsoft, Amazon, right, uh, for many years. Then a lot of people like me then later started to start their own companies. Good <laughs> and for that, you. Yeah, just keep on growing, growing. You're and an entrepreneur in tech. It's great. <laughs> exactly. Because it's very important for entrepreneurs to find the right environment and be able to find the people that uh, with the like mind as well as easy to find resources. So we all have this here. And you're absolutely right. We And, you know, I should mention another major attribute here in Washington is not only the skilled workforce, but the availability of major international research universities in our University of Washington. Yeah, the Washington, top ones. Washington State University. We have one of the 10 national labs, the Pacific Northwest National Labs in eastern Washington. There are only 10 in the U.S. as a whole, and Washington State has one of them. And these are 
you know, labs that do lots of innovative research around clean technologies and tech. And we have a very robust community college system and a, a very comprehensive network and collaborations between all of these entities and the business community and government. Probably one of our assets, I think, as a whole is this collaborative nature of our ecosystem. And so when you have the ability of our educational institutions to tailor curriculums and training programs specifically for businesses and then government in turn can then make these linkages between business and education, all of that, again, is a huge asset and a benefit primarily for the business community. So it's, a, again, another asset I just wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, at least uh, from the tech world, uh, in the beginning, a lot of Chinese companies, they went to Silicon Valley. Mm. And then very soon, the most recent uh, couple of years, we see them also open their office in Seattle area. Yes. Yeah, and uh, next to, you know, those big guys. <laughs> That's very true. I think in the, on the tech side, one of the things that we're seeing is we're typically ranked, you know, probably the second best tech market after Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have well over 225,000 people that are employed in tech-related positions, close to 14,000 firms. As I say, any leading company in the tech industry from anywhere, and we've been noticing a lot from China, in order to be competitive, really need to have a location here in Washington. And so, as I mentioned, we have Alibaba and Tencent. We Huawei, Huawei, Huawei yes. <laughs> all those big names. Not to mention Baidu. Google and uh, others that you know didn't get their start here, or Apple but, or Best Buy, that now have major centers. Best Buy, for example, is a company we work with to have a, a major e-commerce center here in Seattle. They were wanting to compete with the big players in the e-commerce space. They were debating about having a huge facility in the Midwest where they're from or the greater western Washington area. They were worried about being a small fish in a big pond here, but, <laughs> but ultimately they decided they wanted to be seen as innovative and forward-thinking, and so they have a presence here too, which is uh, terrific. Uh, I don't know that. Huh? Yes. Best Buy is here. Mm. So besides the tech industry, which I'm familiar with, what are the others? Oh, by the way, I think uh, you will mention that one, the aerospace. <laughs> I will. I will mention. I, you know, I mentioned Boeing earlier. Boeing, there are maybe a, a handful of original equipment manufacturers. Boeing is one of them, Airbus. The fact that we have in the world. And the fact that we have one of these major companies in Washington is a tremendous draw for any other company in the aerospace supply chain. And so from our perspective, it's a huge industry. It's a growing industry. More than 90% of the aircraft that are manufactured in the United States are manufactured right here in Washington. We have an incredibly robust and trained workforce in this, nearly 150,000 workers, close to 1,300 different types of aerospace companies, a tremendous variety of public-private partnerships in this space. And so it's just not Boeing, but any number of companies that are producing any type of aspect of an aircraft that need to be close to that final client. Right. And that's a tremendous draw here. And I think ultimately we're seeing more and more of that interest going both ways from both an inbound investment, but also from a trade perspective with China. 
I know Boeing, for example, we had a recent presentation, I think that we both attended, that is specifically looking at some major Chinese partnerships and growth in China that I think is only going to facilitate both growth here in Washington as well. And that gets back to that Chinese-Washington collaboration that I think is going to be so important moving forward. Right. Big guys like uh, Boeing is really looking at uh, the China market as their major growth market. And uh, from that uh, presentation from Boeing, uh, you and I sat in. I was very excited when I heard that, right? I saw their numbers showing the booming China aviation industry, as well as their plans about uh, doing bigger, even more in China. That's very exciting. And that will bring the overall ecosystem. Many companies, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, it's beneficial for both. It's terrific. Yeah, on that one, I want to add one thing, because I am working on this uh, China International Import Expo these days, as you know. I work very closely with uh, our Department of Commerce here in Washington State, and uh, aerospace is definitely one of the focus industry uh, that uh, we, I mean, Washington State companies uh, would like to go to China. And it's also one of the things that uh, from the China side, they would like to import more from U.S., yeah. Yeah, and I I think that's a tremendous initiative that's taking place because I think when you start looking at uh, China wanting to import more from the United States, then is going to trigger, you know, major exports from the U.S. and specifically from Washington. That'll be a terrific advantage. And I think having that that huge expo is going to create those linkages. And I think it's also going to kind of raise awareness, really, of some of the companies in the ecosystem here in Washington that I think could be beneficial for Chinese investment. So I think that initiative is going to be very important. It's another great collaboration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what other industries? We talked about tech. We talked about uh, aviation, aerospace. yeah, I think uh, one of the, a couple of others that I'd like to mention, you know, when we go down our list, it's tech, it's aerospace, it's ag and food manufacturing, uh-huh. agriculture, it's the maritime industry, and it's advanced manufacturing and composites. We have any number of others, military and defense, forest products, but from our perspective, the ones that I just mentioned are already major clusters here in the state and ones that we focus on and try to build on because we have that competitive advantage already. So by way of example, advanced manufacturing, those are companies that are engaged in advanced materials and fabrication composites and carbon fiber. Washington is just a tremendous area of expertise in space. A lot of that has to do with the fact that the next generation of aircraft are being made out of composites. Uh-huh. But we're finding other industries are doing the same. Uh, for example, the automotive industry. Mm. So we have SGL, Automotive Carbon Fibers, which is located in eastern Washington. They opened in 2010, and they're undergoing their third expansion. They ultimately produce carbon fiber reinforced plastics for BMW's iCar series. Whoa. It's a huge, huge facility here in Washington, and as a result, is probably one of the world's largest carbon fiber production sites anywhere. Wow. So that's a tremendous advantage. And and again, we're seeing, again, these linkages. I mentioned maritime. We have a tremendous fishing fleet and fisheries market here. We have a tremendous boat building 
industry here. Many of those next generation boats, too, are being made out of advanced materials. So all the aspects, not to mention the, the research and development that's been taking place, has really made Washington a quite the leader in things related to advanced materials and advanced manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So that's one other area. Mm -hmm. And what else we have here? Yeah, I think one last industry that I would like to highlight is our agriculture and food manufacturing industry. That's, you know, we might grow a lot. We're a, a leader in producing things like apples and cherries and all, all kinds of fruit. And I mentioned wine earlier. But there's a lot of processing that takes place once these things are grown in the state, like potatoes. We have huge potato processing facilities and any other types of value-added agricultural processing facilities in the state. And it's a huge draw, particularly in eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. It's probably tallies up to $17 billion in annual revenues. Whoa. And it's really an estimated close to nearly the same as our aerospace workforce. We have about 140,000 people employed in different types of ag or food processing in the state. Wow, I didn't know it's so big. Yes, uh -huh. it's, we're a leader. And I mentioned that exporting... And I mentioned the interest in China and in this industry in particular, particularly on the export side, we get a tremendous amount of interest from China. And from our perspective on the business development side, some of the projects that we've been noticing more frequently in the past actually have to do with different types of value-added food processing from China. And that tends to be a huge growth area that we'll, I believe we'll continue to see moving forward, not to mention other areas such as advanced manufacturing and aerospace. But in that food and agriculture space, I think that's going to be a tremendous growth area from China. Yeah. We have a, a team of companies that are going to that expo in China in this food and agriculture side. I hope that will to, you know, bring more presence to China. And I have a Chinese podcast where I talk about our agricultural products. My Chinese audience sent me, wow, how can we get those products? <laughs> I hope uh, our exporters will do more and yes. yeah, open the store uh, yes. even more. Uh -huh. That's going to be a great opportunity, I think. So, mm -hmm. All right, so we are going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. Are you interested in expanding your business to China but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, we're back now. So, Alison, let's talk a little bit more specifically about China. What kinds of projects you are working these days that uh, is relates to China? 
Yeah, I can't go into much detail when it is a, an ongoing project, but I, I can say generally some of the areas have been related in energy conversion processes, certainly value-added agriculture uh, space. I've seen companies that are definitely interested in different aspects of agriculture, but in on the business side, say related to the development of greenhouses for specific goods. I have also received a lot of interest from different types of uh, forestry products companies uh, as well. Um, what? Forestry products, timber. Oh, timber. Wow products, uh, uh-huh. again, from China. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, moving forward, if that trend is going to continue or if that's going to change due to politics or economics or trade policies. So we'll see. Yeah, we're definitely at a time that uh, all these things are very sensitive and changing every day. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. And it's hard to say with any certainty what's going to happen next, probably. Uh, but I'm curious about as um, working in the Department of uh, Commerce, right, and especially in your role, how you guys get involved and uh, how do you play or what more specific role you guys are playing in those kind of uh, projects? Yeah, thank you for asking that. So not only are we marketing the state and our value op- proposition and what we have available, but we all ultimately offer the whole range of services on behalf of a company to facilitate their entry to the state. So we do site selection and real estate location. We help with navigating the state system when it comes to different types of taxes and incentives and regulations, permitting, environmental permitting and regulatory aspects. Oftentimes, the it's process that companies require, and they need a lot of information to do a comparative analysis. If they're looking at one state versus another state or multiple locations within a state. So oftentimes we working directly with companies or with consultants that they utilize and we put together requests for information in response to RFIs. We put together that information or we work on proposals in response to requests for proposals that are very in-depth documents outlining specific sites, infrastructure, different types of information related specifically to those industries and and what could be beneficial on the part of that specific company. Typically, these proposals are probably around 25 to 30 pages on up to 1,000 pages. Whoa! Um, (laughs) Depending on the complexity of, of a particular type of investment being made by a company. So we are involved in every step of the way, every step of the process, oftentimes at the state level where the first point of contact, particularly for foreign companies, Mm. and most specifically from Asian companies because they tend to work with government first, uh, and specifically in China. And so we are that first point of contact, and we, we then work with them with everything in a very, very customized way. Very in-depth information, very customized, lots of, again, comparative analysis, in-depth numbers around the cost of doing business, taxes as it relates to that kind of business operation. So we do all of that. We do it for free. And the reason we do it, it's all related to economic development. So when a company is ultimately setting up here in the state, they're investing that money into the state mm-hmm. in terms of that capital investment. And that has multiplying impacts throughout mm. the economy. So it generally grows the economy. Not to mention it creates job growth. Right. 
if I were to quantify all of our open projects right now, it would be well over 100 that we're working on. And if they all came to fruition and all chose Washington, it would probably be the equivalent of you know, more than 15,000 new jobs for the state and close to seven or eight billion dollars in capital investment into the state. And that, again, has these multiplying impacts. If you think about the services or the construction, both, you know, long-term and, and temporary jobs, restaurants, housing, it affects everything. So when companies invest here, it benefits the state economy. That's great. Yeah, really appreciate it. You guys are doing all this work. <laughs> and we'd love to do more work with China and with Chinese companies. Uh, and as I mentioned, we typically take at least a couple of trips there uh, a year to continue doing so. Mm, tell us more about uh, the trips you are going to China. Uh, what do you guys do there and how is that uh, helping um, bring the investment here and uh, generate more jobs and uh, opportunities here? Yeah, some are <coughs> higher level government meetings where we might develop partnerships and collaborations around specific initiatives, for example, clean energy or clean technology. Other times we have a pretty robust schedule of meetings, oftentimes with some state-owned enterprises or, or private companies in China so that we could, again, highlight our competitive advantages here and see if there are possibilities for those companies to have a, a presence here in the state. And similarly, on a uh, trade side, we're definitely setting up meetings with potential partners and distributors and buyers for companies that are located in Washington from China to develop that exporting relationship. Matchmaking. Yeah, it's definitely matchmaking. And, you know, one example of a trip is where we participated in a Select USA Investment Summit trade show. And that, that took place a couple of years ago when we went to three or four cities throughout China. And that was facilitated by the U.S. government. And that was all in an effort to to really encourage Chinese foreign direct investment into the U.S. and from our perspective into, into Washington. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds great. So, well, I think uh, what you guys are is really helping the, our state growing and also as the bridge, as the, the entity that initiates all these uh, great uh, projects. Uh, yeah, I would uh, like to just emphasize at the end of uh, this show that uh, there are a lot of uh, information, as you just mentioned, right, uh, about Washington State, about our industry, and where can we find those information? You know, the Washington State Department of Commerce obviously has a, its own website, but for the kinds of information that we just discussed here, we have a, a specific website, and it's called the Choose Washington State website. It's Choose Washington. It's www.choosewashingtonstate.com. Com. You can find all of the information about Washington and the, our industries, our value proposition, as well as links to information related to trade and exporting as well. So please take a look at that website. It would be incredibly beneficial for anybody interested in doing business here. Mm -hmm. Okay, time flies. We're at the end of this show. I want to thank our audience very much for listening to us today. I hope uh, what we discussed about is very helpful to you as well. So today we talked about uh, Washington State's collaboration with China. And I want to send a special thank you to our wonderful guest, uh, Alison Clark, who is the Managing Director of Business Development in the Office of Economic Development and Competitiveness at uh, Washington State Department of Commerce. 
And as Alison just mentioned, you can find out more about、uh, our Washington State from choosewashingtonstate.com. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou, and、uh, I'm looking forward to talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zhou. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.